Welcome back to another episode of the Triple Team Podcast. Last week was kind of a, a weird one for all three of us here, but this week we're back on the saddle. We're back to the way we are. And I'm Jared Castillo. I'm a graduate student at USC. And as always, I'm joined by... I'm Daniel Huynh. I'm a junior at USC. And I'm Taj Mayfield, a sophomore at USC. So guys, um, obviously the weekend was pretty large. There was something, I think it's called the Superb Owl if I'm correct, the superb <laughs> owl, that happened. Um, apparently there were some really, you know, accomplished women doing things on stage, right? Um, but yeah, overall thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, it was better than last year's debacle, I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, it was it was an okay game, but uh, more more than willing, I'm just, I'm willing to say this. Uh, I think the, the reign of the Mahomie, the Mahomie, I'm calling him the Mahomie. Okay. That's totally fine. That's you. Totally fine. Has officially begun, and we're gonna we're gonna get more State Farm commercials with Patrick Mahomes from here on out. Great take. <laughs> I didn't watch the second or third or halftime show. I fell asleep, mm-hmm. but first and fourth quarter I watched. It wasn't the most interesting game until um the fourth quarter when um uh, Mahomes got that pass with Tyreek Hill, and then I like really locked in. I think the um like most important part of the game was watching Garoppolo overthrow Sanders, and I was like, "Well, there's my answer on Garoppolo," and that was about it. Um, I'm just happy that Andy Reid has finally got his Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he's honestly, in my from from an outsider's perspective, I think he's a legitimately good good guy and good person, and he obviously has the loyalty of his players. And I think, um, yeah, it's a it's a Super Bowl long long deserved. Right. And do you guys feel that? This kind of like signaled, like you said, the beginning of the Mahomey era, right? Yeah. So I've been seeing this a lot on Bleacher. Like it's either Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, I think not the Mahomes era. I think it signaled like the black quarterback era in general. Like the reigns of the days of Tom Brady and Drew Brees and those guys is kind of dwindling down. And I think now it's about to be Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and then you've got Kyler Murray. I think it's about to become a black quarterback era which is good um yeah. it's it's welcome it, it's like diversity is something that's important about this country it's honestly a strength and i i welcome that change personally i think mahomes is going to be the the biggest star of the nfl for the next decade or two i i don't think two maybe the next decade because he's 24 and he's very accomplished in his own right but he already has a super bowl at 24 so that's and an mvp yeah, and like that's so young, and how talented he is, that that man's gonna reign over the league for a while. And I'm gonna get both your guys' takes on this real quick. But Taj, where do you think his ceiling is from? Where does he go from here, essentially? His ceiling is the greatest ever, and that's like no exaggeration at I'm, all. I, I think he can be the greatest ever. I agree, I totally agree. In terms of pure passing, he made Aaron Rodgers look dated. So and that's that. Like in terms of pure passing, again, I think he's one of the best I've ever seen, and potentially, like Todd said, could be his ceiling is goat status. Okay. Like, even past pure passing, just the creativity he brings the football is great. Like the type of throws, the sidearm, no look passes. I'm like, bro, this you're not in the backyard. You're in front right. of like thousands of people, and you're just pulling this off. Right. He's just one of the most exciting players to watch to me. I've never seen a quarterback side throw it before before Patrick Mahomes came into the shield right and also he's correct me if I'm wrong but he's also good at the running game right like he's a good he runs well for a quarterback 
Yeah, he's pretty mobile. He's surprisingly mobile. Like, my thoughts are when you see Patrick Mahomes come out, he doesn't strike you, oh, he's he's Lamar Jackson level. I mean, he's obviously not. But when he's pressured, he can he can surprisingly do a lot in the in like that spare time. Right. And you know who can't do a lot when with that spare time and he has to run is Tom Brady. And we have this I'm I'm thinking because I don't follow football all that much, right? I just start to think like who is one, the one name that I remember throughout my entirety of doing sports anything. And Tom Brady's name comes up and there are rumors that he's done or he's either going to the Raiders, which is kind of strange, the Raiders of all places, but I just want to get your guys' take on what do you think Tom Brady's going to do? Is he done or is he just going to play one more season maybe with New England or with the Raiders? I think skill-wise, he's done, period. I think Super Bowl-wise, he's done, period. I just don't really see what more he can do. He's been like a kind of game management quarterback that's like check down quarterback for the past few years. And then this year, the Patriots had one of the, like, the best defenses I've seen in a while, and they couldn't really do anything. So I don't think there's much left in the career of Tom Brady, I, other than just pulling out another season. I really agree with Todd said. I think he's physically done as well. I But from the rumors I'm hearing, and like there's reports that he and his wife early were pack, packing their bags out of their Massachusetts home, he's probably going to, it's sounding like he's leaving New England, and he's from like where things rumors are heading, I think he's heading out west. Do I think going to the Raiders is a good idea? No, <laughs> especially with John Gruden as coach. But I mean, I think I think yeah, I think that's his next move. But like like what Taj said, physically it's over. I mean, what if he's just moving to like Los Angeles? Cause it is Los Angeles, and it's never snowing here, and it's wonderful. It's like 60 degrees. It's he nice. Could, he could also end up with the Chargers. There's talk of, talks about that, but personally, I don't think any of this like is a good idea. Father time is undefeated, and you know his time is up. If I'm him, I would simply sit down, reflect, and look around. You, you have millions of dollars, and you're considered like the greatest of all time. Like, What more can you ask? I think it's time for him to retire. Yeah, and like even the rumors of the Raiders and the Chargers, I don't even think they're doing that because he's like some stellar quarterback. I think they're just doing that because they're trying to get people to buy tickets, butts in the seats. Yeah, especially the Chargers. You know, they they play in that you know that travesty of a stadium. Okay, I take. <laughs> That's a personal take, but um, yeah, it's it's honestly it's they're not doing it because oh, getting Tom Brady here is gonna win us the Super Bowl. It's not like the Peyton Manning move to Denver. It's it's more like it's a financial move. Right. And with those things in mind, right, you guys made some predictions about Brady. So I just want to get what are your other predictions for next for the next upcoming NFL year? Don't come at me at once. I might even want to bring up the Saints because I just jinx the Saints every time I talk about <laughs> them. And the Pelicans. Yeah, I jinx. Yeah, I'm not bringing up any team I like. <laughs> I think the Saints window has uh, officially closed. I think quarterback-wise... Yeah, me and my roommate, he's also from New Orleans. We've had multiple debates about this. Drew is kind of, he's 40, so there's not much more from Drew, and he can't really escape the pocket or throw past 30 yards, and you kind of need to do that as a quarterback. But I think every other position we have, we have like a young core outside of quarterback, but quarterback is so huge. I don't think the window's closed. I think it's like cracked. I, I th- Getting a nice little breeze. Yeah, I, I think it's... There are trouble times ahead in New Orleans. Right. And so 
Taj, you're saying that New Orleans may need to have like a, a little bit of a change, right? Quarterback-wise, yeah, for sure. All right, and completely segueing into something else that had a major change, the uh, 69th nice all-star game in the NBA, the format has completely changed. Um, have you guys heard about this? No. Yeah, I've heard about it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I think all it's a hot take. I think all star like all star weekend and like all all star weekends in all sports, maybe except baseball, is kind of a waste of time. Okay, well we're gonna try and move this quite quickly, but don't be mad if we don't get through this pretty quickly. But um, yes. no, 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 I'm free to talk. Right, <laughs> but um, I, I just I just think it's 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 meaningless. It's a it's a fun time for like the fans, you know, like. Taj and I, we could sit down, maybe crack a cold beverage, and enjoy ourselves. And because it's for the fans, it's like it's one of those things where we see a, a team play for 82, 82 games, and it's just a way for the fans and the team to just kind of relax, mellow out, just have a game of pickup, just like in the in the playground, you know. This is why I want the regular season shortened. I just like games with meaning. Like, like Fair. that. That's why. That's why the like Pro Bowl is is terrible. At least the NBA tries with their All-Star game. Yeah, and speaking of trying, they want to try out new things. So uh, because you haven't really like read up on it, I'm going to give you a quick refresher. Um, so every quarter will benefit charity, and the score resets every quarter. And in the fourth quarter, it's untimed. So the team that reaches the final target score first wins, obviously. Um, so the final target score are all the points added from the previous three quarters, plus adding 24. So let's say in the first three quarters, both teams score 100, right? Mm -hmm. So in the fourth, because it's on time, they can play for however long as they want, as long as they hit 100 plus 24. Okay. Makes sense? It makes sense. It's just, it'll make good, it'll make for good, t like television, it'll make good for like those fans that are wanting to watch. It, it's, you know, that. I don't really have much to say about it. It's, hey, for the fans that go there, it's going to be a fun product to, to look and see. Right, and because I don't know if you're going to All-Star Weekend, Taj. I am not. Okay, just making that clear. <laughs> yeah, I work at Ramen Kinjo. All right. Minimum wage. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, maybe they might be nice enough to book you a flight out there. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, it's I actually like it. Like, when it first got announced, I was like, what? But... Like, when I read more into it, I like it. It gives it more of a street basketball feel. Like, first team to this score wins. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know if they announce this like a win-by-two situation or, like, first to get it's, to the score. It's just the first one to okay, get to well, one. Okay, well, that's still... I think it'll still be fun to watch. Make it, for sure, way more competitive throughout. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing they were trying to do. Keep it competitive throughout. So, I think it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, The the last couple All-Star All -Star games have just been really admittedly pretty boring because it's just one team gets 174 or whatever and yeah i haven't the, enjoyed an all-star game since kobe and lebron had their back and forth when kobe was just locking lebron yeah. up that was probably the last one i was like I, really I, into i hate to be the debbie downer here i've never really enjoyed any all-star game i can't the the only all-star games i've enjoyed were like when i was a child and that's when i like didn't you know as you know it's just part of me growing up and understanding like the game more which is totally fine you know everyone has their take on all-star weekend no, and i mean my opinion is it's i'm not trying to be hostile here it's yeah, just yeah, like, no. it's my it's 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 just my personal opinion you know absolutely because i know that you recently said well not recently like a few seconds ago you said that you don't really like all-star weekend 
So I just wanted should I just wanted to ask you like who do you think will win uh, and this is for both of you guys. Who oh. do you think will win any of the any of the competitions on Saturday cuz that's for me personally that's the highlight. Um the All-Star game is what it is, so I'm not I'm not too crazy about it, but for those who don't know, the Rising Stars challenge the skills challenge, the three point contest, and the dunk contest are bo- are all on Saturday. So, um, just to run it down real quick, obviously the Rising Stars is Team World versus Team USA. We kind of know who's going to win that, kind of a given. <laughs> so, putting that out there, um, for the skills challenge, skills challenge, excuse me, uh, Derek Rose said he was dropping out, which is kind of a bummer because Chicago and everything else, but. You've got Pat, Patrick Beverly, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Pascal Siakam going in that skills challenge. So who do you guys got? I'm not totally sure. I, I could see, like, Tatum putting putting up a challenge. I'm, it depends what the skill challenge would encompass and, like, what like what skills, like, the challenges would best match the, the typical player. So it usually goes like it's guards versus bigs at fr- yeah. like guards and bigs separated at first, mm-hmm. and then best big versus best guard to end it, and they have to like pass it like through a tire or something, and go around yeah. cones yeah, really yeah. fast, like a slalom, and shoot it. yeah, and then a layup so or whatever. That's usually how it goes. I mean, if I have to bet money on any person in this, it's probably I would bet money on Tatum. Isn't he like a a winner from a few years ago too? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't really keep like track of like. Rising, yeah, that challenge is winners. I do know Spencer did what he wanted a few years ago, mm-hmm. so he would probably get my vote, even though I want Bam to win because he's like a legit point guard for the Miami Heat for whatever reason. So it's not the most interesting challenge, though, to be honest. Okay, I and don't know why Pat Beverly is in it, like, that's yeah. my only gripe. I don't know why Pat Bev is in this at all. He's just there just to be like, well, we need another person, so <laughs> in there, but uh, I'm pretty sure you'll find this a little bit more interesting the three point contest, yeah. So Obviously, Daniel, it's exactly what it says, mm-hmm. right? And this year, we've got Devontae Graham shooting at 38%, Zach Levine at 37 Duncan Robinson, fantastic name, shooting at about 44%. We got Trey Young at 36.7%, Buddy Heald at 37%, Davis Bertans at 43%, Joe Harris at 40%, and Dame Dollar Lillard. Dame Dollar. I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite to win. Statistically, obviously, Duncan Robinson would be the favorite to win. I have my my personal wanting of who I want to win. Obviously, I want I want to see. Honestly, I want Trey to win of all these players. I think I think just I just think Trey is a very interesting player to watch play. Right, and the thing with this is like for me personally, I would love to see Davis Bertans win because he is. Just a straight up shooter. He doesn't care how far away he is. He will jack up shots like nobody's business. And sometimes he makes them. And judging by the fact that he's shooting forty three percent from deep, he's pretty friggin' good. So one one gripe I have with this list: Why is Zach Levine on this list? I mean, I guess he can shoot his threes, but he's okay. He's not. He's not excellent. They gotta have representation, man. I I rather have Levine in the dunk contest. If you were asking me. Yeah, that's true. He is in the wrong contest. For yes. Sure. So interesting, you bring that up, and we didn't get your take on this. But who who do you think is going to win the three point contest? Uh, I had Duncan Robinson winning at first until like I heard that they changed the rules to like push back. There's um, like, like two a, spots. Yeah, or there's like a deep deeper spot right now. So I'm giving it to Dame just mm-hmm. because that's Dame's range. Yeah, Pat, like history has shown that he can hit that. Yeah, so Dame's really Dame. 
Dame's one of the better shooters in the league. And he's crazy high right now. Yeah. So, yeah. so you guys spoke about the, uh, the dunk competition. So funny enough, Zach Levine said he would do the dunk competition if he got an all-star nod. Obviously, that wasn't the case. So, um, so he decided, you know what? I'm just going to be in a three-point contest. And like to your to your point, I think they just have him just because he's on the Bulls and it's in Chicago. So they got to have a, and he's a fan favorite. So they got to stick him in st- somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Personally, like if you want to make the fans happy, like everyone likes slams dunk slam dunks, mm-hmm. and he, like Zach Levine's pretty a pretty good dunker. Like, why are you? Sticking in a three in a contest that's not necessarily the greatest strength of his. I don't get what he's gaining from this at all. Like he's doing it just to like say, okay, you didn't give me the all star nod, so I'm not going to do the event that you want to see me in. But he would gain from being in a dunk yeah. contest too. That's kind of how so many people know about you in the first place. So. I mean, I think like I wonder if he's doing this just despite the league. Definitely. Well, and it would have been cool to see him in the dunk contest because Aaron Gordon's back. Mm-hmm. Right, Aaron Gordon's back. Derek Jones Jr. He's back. Dwight, he's back. Mm-hmm. And then then there's Pat Connaughton. But <laughs> I, I, I got if I had to pick anyone in dunk contest out of these bunch, I'd I'd take Aaron Gordon. I, I think Aaron Gordon's a pretty sick dunker. Mm-hmm. I think Dwight is gonna of all the players involved. I mean Dwight, you know, as we all remember, he put on a show the last couple of dunk contests. He was he took part of. I remember that very clearly. So I I but I think Aaron Gordon is just a more He's probably younger and he's probably more creative, so I'm gonna have him top it with probably Dwight coming in, in like a second. Okay. I think I don't. Dwight and Pat Connaughton. It's gonna be very boring. I'm not trying to see any Dwight attempt at all. Um, I think Derek Jones. He's got crazy hops. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what he can do. But Aaron Gordon's probably gonna win if he takes if he wants to win if he takes it serious. He'll for sure win. I mean, remember that. That time he tried to get a drone to drop the basketball. Yeah. Oh, man. As long as he doesn't bring any drones, he'll be fine. Um, yeah, I also have uh, Aaron Gordon winning it because, I mean, these the other names, they're pretty good. Derek Jones Jr., obviously. But Pat Connaughton, like, because we don't see him play too often cause, and throw down, like, highlight dunks, I think he might be able to sneak in there. Yeah, I remember, like, when he was first like about to get drafted, he broke the combine vertical record or something like that. So he has hops. Yeah, absolutely. I've never really seen him do something crazy. Yeah. And speaking of crazy things, if you guys didn't notice, Clint Capella is going to the Hawks. And for those who missed it, so it's going to be Clint Capella going to the Hawks, Evan Turner, Malik Beasley, and Atlanta's first-round pick going to the Wolves. The Rockets get uh, Robert Covington, and the Nuggets get Gerald Green and Houston's first-round pick. So... Just some quick thoughts about that trade and the winners, losers. What I think, what I think straight up reading off this list, I think the Hawks they won the trade. Uh, they have the they have a young team going and Cabela, Evan Turner, and Mag- like Beasley. These guys are kind of veteran guys at this point. And with Trey Turner, uh, sorry, uh, Trey but, Turner, baseball. Sorry, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Young. Uh, I think they're going to be a good presence for him to like play around. I think the Hawks and the Nuggets are the for sure winners. The Timberwolves, I don't know who is running the Timberwolves, but this is a terrible trade. Like, you gave up your most tradable-valuable asset in Robert Covington and didn't even get the thing you needed the most in a point guard. You didn't even get that back. 
Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but Carl Anthony Towns heard about the trade and he posted like these memes of basically being confused and like what's going on. Right. And that's how I, I don't know what the Timberwolves, I don't know what their direction is it's, as a franchise. It's kind of weird. Like, if remembering back in 2015, like, we all thought the T-Wolves were going to be the next big dynasty in the association. But, how, like, how things went out with uh, Jimmy Butler and how that situation folded and Andrew Wiggins not obviously not living up to the hype that he was promised out of college, it's, it's, it's a disappointment, personally. And you guys bring up really good points that I want to touch on. Um, first is that the Timberwolves need a point guard. So the Timberwolves are really, really hot on D'Lo, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of things saying that all of these moves that the Timberwolves are doing is to prepare themselves to get D'Lo in a trade. And so one of the names that was floating around was Andrew Wiggins. And if I'm the T-Wolves, I, I'm, I'm trading him. Yeah, I think everyone would. The fact is the Warriors don't necessarily want him because of, like you said, the lack of production and the fact that he hasn't really panned out you know i mean he's not bad it's just like he he wasn't what we thought he was so like that's my total opinion on it i think on a good championship team he's a good like fourth or fifth option right and taj anything or i lost all faith in andrew williams forever ago so and if the timberwolves if the warriors would be down for a d'lo wiggins trade Mm. then the warriors front office isn't as smart as i think they are and yeah. I don't see that happening. I don't really see even what they could package with Wiggins to get that trade because the Timberwolves have let all their assets go. Like they let yeah. Tyus Jones go, who was a great backup point guard. Mm-hmm. They let Robert Covington go. Derrick Rose. So I don't too. know what they can do in their package. They just mess themselves over as a franchise. I think D'Lo personally is one of the more underappreciated players in the league. I think, I think certainly, it, like looking at his stats now, he's averaging nearly twenty four a game. So I just think. I think the right team just wants sh- the right place for him is a team that actually has faith in him. Yeah, and the Warriors, they have some faith in him. They want to pair him with Curry to see what they can do first, and then they'll see what their options. But speaking of options, I just want to get your guys' take on, because the the Rockets moved on from Clint Capella, right? They have 6'5", P.J. Tucker at center. And Taj, you're shaking your head. Well, why Why are you putting a six foot six foot five guy at center? Yeah, I watched the Rockets play the Pelicans. Keep in mind, the Pelicans, we are 20 and 31. Right. And we out rebounded them by 21 rebounds in that game. Yeah. And like the only reason we didn't win is because we chose not to pass Zion the ball in the fourth quarter. And we're not even probably going to make the playoffs, so we almost beat them. So if this is their like elaborate theory to get past the Lakers and the Clippers. I think they're that's, outsmarting themselves. That's just, it's stupid. <laughs> no way to, no way to put it. Like yeah. Daryl Moore is this analytic genius so i'm sure he sees something in the numbers but like at some point you gotta go past the numbers and just watch and see like clearly when you go up against taller people anthony davis is going to murder you guys like yeah essentially um like i don't mean to put a baseball term in here but like sabermetrics only works to a certain extent eventually you're you're gonna uh, i hate to use a, a word from colin coward you're gonna have you're gonna have to use man analytics sometime right and it's interesting you bring up baseball. We will get to that in a second. But this last thing, uh, and Andre Iguodala, he's finally on the move. Like, I, I did you guys see that Twitter spat between like John Morant and I Steph did. Curry and all? I love John Morant more after. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that dude. He can. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. I'll I give him that. Yeah, Grizzlies is gonna be a fun team. Yeah, they're eighth in the 
They're eighth in the West right now. Yeah, that's a rebuild at Minnesota. That's how you rebuild. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think John Morant is going to be a fun player to watch for like for years to come. I, as, as, you know, I think the whole league is going to be fun for years to come, especially with players like Trey, Luca, and you know all those all those other young players. And speaking of young players, Andre Iguodala, he's not young by any means, but he's still going, still valuable, still valuable. Still yeah, exactly. Valuable. Um, the Heat gave him or they traded for him, and then he's planning to sign a two-year, $30 million extension with a team option in the second year. So just really quickly, I just want to get your guys' quick thoughts on it and honestly, if this pushes the heat to contender status. First off, I just want to say I think this kind of feels like a loss for the Lakers because I know the Lakers were hunting him uh, before the season began. Um, personally, I don't think the the Heat are a very good team, but they, only, they don't really have any superstars on their team except for... I mean, um, Jimmy Butler. There's Jimmy Butler, but is there anyone else? Yeah, Bam. He's Bam an all-star. Is a young star for yeah. sure. I mean, sure. I don't think I, I don't think any, but they're not as talented as like the like the other teams out in the West. Mm. So, I, I just I, this won't this would help them, um, but I don't think it's gonna push them over. Okay. Here's my hot take on the Heat. No pun intended. <laughs> I think they can win the championship. I mean, if you look at that team, they're already second in the East right now, and Jimmy missed a good amount of time. And I, if they can get past Giannis, if they can find a way to stop Giannis, I can see them playing good team basketball. Their team is so deep with just enough shooters, and Jimmy can take over when needed to where I can see them winning a championship. Call me, call me wrong. I just think Giannis is so good that I don't know if anyone can really stop Giannis. Yeah, it all depends if they can get past Giannis, but... I can see them winning strictly off team basketball with Jimmy taking over when needed. I think they're that deep and that talented a team. Plus, with the addition of Iguodala, he's got the pedigree. And he can shut that, well, quote-unquote, shut dudes down like he did with LeBron in 2015. And with Giannis, even though he's giving up, what, four or five inches, like, defensively, that dude is like a rock. So he can probably lock up Giannis fairly well he's a fantastic veteran experience on the team yeah yeah and especially in those late game situations you need that presence right there i mean as a lakers fan i'm a little disappointed because if we would have gotten iguodala i think the lakers that would have been enough for the lakers to close it out in a potential like game seven against the clippers considering that all the heat gave up was justice winslow i assume like the grizzlies are probably just asking for kyle kuzma so yeah if i was the lakers i probably would have done that trade yeah, and speaking of the Lakers, we're going to switch to another L.A. team that made some big moves, the Dodgers. They got Mookie Betts and David Price in what is basically amounting to a salary dump by the Red Sox, which kind of is a weird thing to do because you're the Red Sox and you have probably the second best player in all of baseball behind Mike Trout, which is factually correct. And so I just want to get your guys' take. Um, do you think that... The Dodgers, with this trade, are now a legit contender and can actually win the World Series. As a as a personal, like, as a person that doesn't really like baseball, I, I mean, I think I know too much of it for a person that doesn't like it. I mean, you know it, so that's fine. Uh, this pretty much legitimizes themselves as contenders. Mookie Betts outside of Trout is, like, one of the best players in all of baseball, and, yep. like, he's up there in, like, terms of, like, outfeeders. I think this... And this, you know, this this is a legitimizer point. And I think going into this season with all the, you know, the, the Houston debacle, um, they're feeling pressure to 
to like finally win it all and close close like the their postseason reputation of choking. Right. Yeah, but just based off what I do know is that the Dodgers were have been close to winning it for years now. And so I don't see how adding well, I can see how adding the second best player in the entire sport yeah. can push you over that hill. The one argument that like there's not even an argument as to why they can't. The one argument that I've been seeing online is they're the Dodgers. They'll find a way to choke. Mm. I'm like, if that's the only flaw you can see in the team, then it sounds like they got a good chance to win it. The Dodgers yeah. have choked in hilarious fashions in the recent years. It's just, it's 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 mind boggling how they choke. I wouldn't say hilarious to some Dodger fans. But... I mean, I'm an outsider, so it's it's yeah. just it's funny to me. Of course, right. Like you know that that Nats home run near like near the in a game. I like I just couldn't keep myself together. Right. And speaking of like hilarious things, the the XFL. Uh, personally, I don't know too much about it. So, can you guys just quickly educate me? Is it a? Do you guys think it's a curiosity, or is it actually a legitimate thing that we might see in future years? It, it's yeah. it it could be a legitimate thing for but for right now, given the history of spring football leagues, it's it's still a curiosity to me. Um, it's it very well could fail, but. Um, I'm I'm been I've been intrigued by some of the ideas they come up with, especially their overtime ideas, which is like they transform football into like a more of a at the end of the in overtime more of a penalty shootout. So it's it's just like it, every time there's a new experimentation with the game of football, you got me interested because football is a sport where you can really ex, like experiment with the rules. It's not like most other sports. Okay. Yeah, this is their second time trying to like do the whole xfl thing so i assume it'll be better than the first time and from like what i've heard the first time wasn't that i don't remember the first time but from what i've heard it was an enjoyable experience for some of it at least so i think it'll be interesting just like trying to fill that gap of when there's no football i think they'll have some market i'll be i'll watch again i mean i'll give this i'll say this they have marketed really well this time, the second time around, and I like I I like the people who who are like behind it. I mean, it 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 all depends. The problem with the spring league is like, football is a very brutal sport, and there's so many there's just so many bodies to go around. I'm excited to see what happens. And with that excitement, sadly comes the end of the Triple Team podcast. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Any closing remarks? Anything? I mean, it's just another day. Is just trying to survive out there. Okay, on a, on a lighter note, you want to end this off here, Taj, with a, a nice picking um, up? On Daniel's note, drink water, guys. Exercise. Um, Pray if that's your thing. Right. There's Meditate. A vi- there's a virus going out there. Just, just be careful. <laughs> okay, well, so with that. Be positive. That's my so vibe. <laughs> with that, that is the Triple Team Podcast. Again, I'm Jared Castillo. Uh, I'm Daniel Wynn. I'm Taj Mayfield. And we'll see you next week.